So, Leslie, did you know that the typical household spends 1500 bucks a year on energy bills? And if you're writing checks this weekend, you sure do know. But Uncle Sam can help you shave up to 450 bucks off your energy costs. So gather up your energy bills and hit MoneyPit.com. Click on Ideas and Tips, then click Estimators and Calculators, and use the Energy Star Home Energy Yardstick to save some bucks on your house. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now, 888-MONEY-PIT. to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. So, Leslie, you've been getting outside and tackling home improvement projects. What are you working on? I have been. We've been really doing some nice work to the backyard because it's been this sort of barren, desolate wasteland of half-dead things. And we both rolled up our sleeves and put on some gloves and pretty much pulled out everything that just looked wrong starting anew yeah we're starting over pulled out the dead planted some nice new things i'm going to build a pergola i'm going to put down a flagstone patio it's all happening next weekend so if i sound exhausted the barbecue to follow well, the barbecue's there. The barbecue's looking for a nice home to sort of show itself off in. But it's been a lot of work. And, you know, we're always looking for new tools to make the job go better. And it's it's exhausting, backbreaking work. But once it's done, and you guys know out there, when you're working on your yard, it's hard work. But when you sit down and enjoy it, it makes it all worthwhile. So get out there. The weather's gorgeous, folks. Well, you know, Black & Decker's got a really cool new tool out now. It's called the Alligator Lopper. It I combines- love the name. It combines the uh, sort of the operation of a lopper where you have the sort of the scissor kind of action with a chainsaw head. So <laughs> you'll love this thing because, you know, you could actually cut big fat branches with it or little ones and more power to you. You know, it just it cuts things up to four inches thick. And the coolest thing is that the cutting chain is actually protected by these two sort of teeth grabbers, which is, you know, I can't think of a better way to describe them. But if you have any question about it, go to moneypit.com and look under the cool tools because there's a picture of it. And once you see it, you will understand exactly how fantastic it is. So check it out, folks. Well, coming up this hour, we're also going to choose one caller to offer a, to win, actually, I should say, a great prize. It's a set of three bionic wrenches from Loggerhead Tools. That would be pretty mean if we said, oh, you could have this. Psych. (laughs) We actually will give it away. You can pry it from my hands. (laughs) <laughs> These things blend the best of a wrench and a pair of pliers. They're about worth about 100 bucks. so call us now to get in on the action. Leslie, who's first on the money pit? Admir in Texas is doing some work in the bathroom. How can we help? 
Hi, uh, I'm working on some projects in the house that uh, I moved in the brand new house and uh, I want to do ceramic tiles in my bathroom. And uh, I have concrete on the foundation is the concrete and I have vinyl on the top and um, what, I, what I need to do, how it works. Are these for the wall or for the floor? A both. For both. Okay, well, definitely when you're buying tiles, ceramic tiles, make sure that when you purchase a floor tile that they have good anti-slip resistance. You want to make sure that you don't fall down. Look for a slip resistance rating on these floor tiles. That's very important because a floor tile and a wall tile are very different. If you put a wall tile on the floor, you're going to be falling down left and right. So first look for that. Oh, okay. Tom, what kind of prep work should he do on the floor if he's going to go right to the concrete subfloor? Well, Admir, with the concrete subfloor, you probably can go right on top of that with the tile. Um, probably the, the bigger question is when you move up to the walls. What kind of walls do you have in your bathroom right now? Oh, I'm not sure. I moved in the house and the house was finished. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not sure. So is there drywall there already? Drywall, drywall. I'll tell you, you'd be, you'd be well-suited to cut out the drywall and replace it with a more durable product, like Gypcrete or Dens Armor, a, place, a product that's Even a cement backer board. Or a cement backer board, right. Because the problem is that if you put the tile on top of the drywall, it's not going to last you more than five or ten years before you find that tile falling off and sort of melting with the drywall. So it's probably a good idea to cut out the drywall from above the tub or shower area and replace it with a cement backer board and then tile on top of that. That will give you a much better job, Edmir, and it'll last you a lot longer. And as far as adhesive goes, make sure you pick an adhesive that works right for the tile that you're buying. Usually it's a tile mastic. You can get a tile mastic that also works as a grout, so just do some research, ask the folks in the aisle, get a tile mastic. You want to put that on with a trowel using a back butter technique, so you're getting the grid work into the mastic. Put your tiles on, let it set, grout it, seal that grout, and you're good to go. Okay, Admir, good luck with that tile job. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Jeff in Maryland finds the money pit on WJFK Free FM. And how can we help you with your leaky ceiling? What's going on? Hi, how are you? Good, great. What's happening? Well, here's the story. We have a room that was originally a garage that was finished, and it has sort of a flat roof on top with some sort of rubberized roofing. Uh, we've noticed on the inside of the room, on the ceiling, there's some puckering in the ceiling along the drywall seam. We're figuring it's either leaking through the roof or I was also wondering if it might be caused by too much heat from the gas fireplace that's in that room. I didn't know if that could also cause puckering along a drywall. Well, that could be the joint compound just drying out over the tape. Well, that's what I was thinking, too. When you say puckering, Jeff, define puckering for us because in a garage situation, the building code requires only one layer of spackle and tape for fire resistance, uh, but typically what happens is people don't know that and they paint right on top of it and then eventually the tape falls off. But in an interior situation, you need three coats. I see, and that is what it looks like. It looks like the tape is starting to hang and you can push up on it and it's soft, but there's no staining. Or, you know, and that's oh, well, this is, this is maybe it wasn't the water. No, this is very good news, Jeff. You just are the recipient of a lousy tape job. So, so all you have to do here is just basically redo the tape. 
Um, if it's loose, pull it down. Okay. Um, if there's an area that's that's you know loose, an area that's tight, take a razor blade or a razor knife and cut across it on an angle so that you only pulling down the loose tape and leaving the stuff that's intact. Okay. And then when you go to to retape it, go buy some of the perforated fiberglass tape. It looks sort of like netting and it's a little sticky. Yep. It's a really good way to, to retape because you don't need as much skill. If you use paper tape, you have to get an even layer of spackle mud tape, underneath. Mud it. Yeah. tape. It's like it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And and you get a little air bubble in there, and then you just like want to hit yourself when you're done because it looks really bad, but you don't learn that until the next day when it dries. But if you get that fiberglass tape, then you can just sort of build it up, and um, you, you won't have to worry about it because it's, it's basically just wearing out. The tape is just loosening and falling off, but this does not sound to me like you have a leak. When you said um, flat roof, I was immediately thinking yeah, flat news. washing roof. And, man, I've seen a lot of those in my day, and they do leak very quickly. But I don't think it's happening to you yet. So fix the tape and move on. That sounds great. Now, a uh, quick follow-up. If I'm at all worried about the roof, is there an easy way that I could, you know, roll something on or apply it to do an extra coating on the roof, which I imagine hasn't been treated in years? If it's not leaking now, don't set foot on it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Chances are you'll step through it somewhere and put a little crack in it, and then you'll be okay. you'll be upset. So, no, I'd leave it alone, Jeff. Okay. Uh, seriously though, if you want to coat it with something and it's a flat roof, the best thing to paint it with is a material called fibrous aluminum paint because it's a it's a silver paint and it reflects the UV of the sun back out, and that help that helps actually preserve it. It's a special roofing paint. That's about all I would do to that. Very good. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Jeff. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, with much of the country now enjoying the outdoor weather again, another barbecue season has begun. But is your grill safe? Well, some hot tips coming up next. People often seek creative inspiration when choosing paint colors for their home. And there's no better online tool than Bear from Home, which lets you coordinate, preview, and now sample paint colors from home. Go to Bear, B-E-H-R dot com, to select from over 3,700 paint colors and order samples for home delivery. For more information, visit Bear, B-E-H-R dot com. And remember, when it comes to paint, there's good, better, and bare. Oh, honey, the heat ruined my hairdo. Not the heat, it's the humidity. My scrapbook, too. These pages are soggy. Not the heat, it's the humidity. But we have central air. I turned it up so high, I'm freezing. Why do I still feel so clammy? Why does everything smell musty in this hot weather? Not the heat, it's the humidity. He's right, it's the humidity that adds to swelter to steamy summer heat. What can you do about it? Remove it with an April Air whole home dehumidifier. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Visit AprilAir.com. Table saw. 18 volt drill driver. Eight piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With Ryobi, you can actually afford them. Ryobi Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. Ryobi, exclusively at the Home Depot. So I finally found the perfect house for you. Isn't it cute? Hardwood floors, remodeled kitchen, and look at that metal roof. Gee. <laughs> a metal roof? It looks so natural. It's gorgeous. Wow. Plus, metal roofing increases the value of your home and can reduce energy costs. Impressive. Now, about the kitchen. It's also maintenance-free and stands up to hail, high winds, and wildfires. So... 
Ready to make an offer? Well, we'd like to look inside first. Oh, <laughs> really? Why? People who know about metal roofing love metal roofing. We call it investment-grade roofing because it adds value to your home and pays for itself many times over. In addition, it's built to endure for decades. To learn more, visit metalroofing.com. Did you know that you can qualify for a federal tax credit of up to $500 when you buy an Energy Star metal roof? It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to metalroofing.com. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Dense Armor Plus, the revolutionary paperless drywall from Georgia Pacific. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. One eight 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 Money Pit is the telephone number. Well, with so many Americans beginning another cookout season, here are some tips to make sure your grill is safe. First, take off the cooking grid. You got to clean it and remove the lava rock. Then pull out the burner, check it for rust or cracks. It's amazing. You know, these burners work every time you put them on, but the cracks form and they're very small and they get obscured by all of the gunk that forms on top of it. So take out the burner and check it out. And be sure also to clean out the venturi under the burner. That's the little hole that the gas goes through. You know, spiders like to form in that spot and it only takes a very small spider nest to actually back up the gas. So make sure you check all of those areas. Also, the hose for leaks or cracks. You can do that with dishwasher detergent. Simply brush some on. If you see it bubbling up when you turn the gas on, you know you got a hole. So check it very, very carefully. Clean those parts out and you will be firing up a very safe grill for those thick and juicy steaks. Mm, And then you can invite us over for dinner. And we always have grilling tips and recipe ideas. So don't hesitate to ask us. Okay, folks. All right. Well, in our next e-newsletter, more great grilling tips, including the safest way to cook. We'll also tell you how to trouble shoot three common problems you may encounter the first time you use your grill this season. And if you don't already get our free e-newsletter, you better sign up now at moneypit.com. Remember, it's free. Hey, maybe we should uh, rerun your your famous barbecue uh, recipe that we put in our house. Beautiful story. <laughs> Can we get you in trouble with that? I got in so much trouble. It's actually my friend Adam's recipe and he has this other secret family recipe that he won't share with me and he gave me this sort of <laughs> because to he's afraid we'll publish chill it. me out. And what did I do? I go and publish it. You know, <laughs> but it's delicious, folks. I mean, it's amazing. It's not something that should be kept to oneself. It should be shared and enjoyed. So That's right. go to House Beautiful. You know what? I'm going to give it to Tom. We're going to put it up on moneypit.com. We're going to get it that. for you because you'll love it. It's delicious. 888-666-3974. If you call that number right now, you could qualify for the free prize we're going to give away. This hour, we're going to give away a set of three bionic wrenches from Loggerhead Tools. These wrenches are very cool because they combine the way a wrench works and the way pliers work. They grip bolts, they grip screws all the way around and squeeze tight so you have the best leverage. They actually can handle 38 different fastener sizes. So call in your home improvement or home repair question now to one Money Pit. Roger in West Virginia's got a sticky problem. How can we help? Yes, I appreciate you all taking the call here. I want you to know you've helped me pass many a mile out on the road. Uh, Chuck, do I have a listen to your show? And uh, I thank you for the information you've you've, uh, helped us with. And thanks for taking us on your adventures. How can we help you, Roger? I've got a two-part question for you. One of them is uh, I've got a basement that had some carpet that was glued to the floor, kind of that indoor-outdoor stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and we're wanting to go with tile. And uh, we scraped the rubber off, but there's a, a, a glue residue there that I don't know if I can put uh, regular tile over top of it, or does the glue residue have to come off too? Can you lay an additional subfloor? Can you go ahead and put down some particle board or some sort of exterior ply so that you don't have to worry about moisture, or are you worried about losing the height? Oh, not, not at all. I'm not worried about any, the height or anything. I just want to make sure the tile and whatever you secure the tile with will stick to that. Uh, if the glue is intact, that's that's the first thing. We want to make sure the glue is, is very intact so it's not going to separate from the floor itself. The second thing is, is the glue fairly flat or is it going to obstruct the, fa- uh, the, the, tile, the new tile being put on? If the answer to both of those uh, questions is that it is intact and it's not going to sort of adversely affect the new tile in terms of height, then I think you could use an, adhi- an, an adhesive mastic and actually go right on top of that. I think that in the most, for the most part, you're going to get good adhesion to the old glue surface as long as it's uh, you know, stuck well to the tile itself. I don't think you're going to have a problem. Yeah, and as long as it's not too bumpy or uneven so that as you lay the tile, you don't want to be stepping on a tile and hit a glue part and then the tile rocks out of its setting. So you want to make sure that it's a uniform bottom. And if it's not, you can either try to remove it, which would be like a giant nightmare, or you can lay a new subfloor. Okay, Roger, we hope that helps you out, and thank us for uh, taking us on your truck driving journey. Now when you get back home, you'll be ready to rock and roll with that tile project. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? John in Montana's up next, and you want to talk about replacing nails with screws in your deck. What's going on? Are they popping up? What's happening? Okay, the nails are coming out of my deck. Okay. I want to put screws in it, but do I need to glue screws in or can I just screw in because the the wood is not bad no you absolutely don't need to, to put any kind of glue in the deck screws that are available today are first of all galvanized or otherwise plated so they're not going to rust um, and secondly, because they're a screw, they just hold a lot better. They're a lot stronger than the nails. The problem with the nails is that the wood expands and contracts. It actually sort of spits the nails out. It forces them out. But the screws, that's not going to happen. And a lot of the screws today, deck, uh, Leslie, you've built a lot of decks on while you're out. Aren't a lot of the uh, deck screws have the square head now that you use the special um, you know, tip for your driver. They do. There's actually a brand of screws specifically made for decks. They're called Deckmate. And they come with a special blue tip. It's either a square or sometimes a star. It depends on which kind you buy. Mostly the square tips, though. It comes with the tip right for your drill, so you don't have to worry about buying anything extra. And sometimes the interesting thing is that on the back side of the head of the screw, they've almost put almost like a razor's edge. So as you drive that screw down, it sort of countersinks itself by cutting into the wood a little bit more. So it helps to sort of guide that screw head to be more flush with the surface or even drive it down a little further if you wanted to put a wood plug. So screws are really a good way to go. Okay. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. William in Iowa has got a question about an air cleaner. How can we help? Well, I want to know if they're worth the money to get. I keep seeing this Ionic Breeze Quadra. Now they're going to give you two for the price of one. And should I buy one of those? Or they're 350 bucks. 
a pop, you know. I don't know whether I should or is there something I can well, buy to hook under my furnace or what? Oh, William, you are a smart man. Tom, take it away. Well, it's it's true that these portable units are getting very, very expensive, and the problem is that you need many of these to clean the air in your entire house. A better option is a whole home air cleaner, one that does install to your furnace, usually on the return duct side, William. Uh, the one that we recommend is April Air. April Air uh, has an air cleaner called the Model 5000, which for the last three years was reported to be number one by Consumer Reports. And it's so efficient, it'll take out virus-sized particles. And if you install an April Air Model 5000, then you're going to scrub the air in the entire house. And it will actually cost you a lot less to operate that and to buy that than purchasing several of the portable units. Because you're right, they're very expensive and they're noisy and they're simply inconvenient to use. So yeah, you would house... need 10 of those portable units for a 1,500-square-foot home. Do they do the job, though? The portable units? No, because what's happening is you get one of the portable units and you put it in the corner, say, of your living room. Now, the only air that it's going to clean is the air that passes through it. So it's the air that's directly in front of it or right in the vicinity. It's not doing anything for the air on the opposite side of the room. So then you're going to need one for the opposite corner and then the other two corners. So now you've got four per room and now you're looking at 1200 bucks. where with the April Air Whole House Air Cleaner for around 700 to to $1,000, it's going to do every bit of air within your house because all of the air circulates through your heating and cooling system and all of it goes through the air purifier. So it's going to do the best job. And as an added byproduct of this, it will reduce the dust in your home. So you won't have to clean as often. Now, William, we have actually one of these installed in my house and I have a hot water heated house. So I don't have ducts that are used for heating the home in the wintertime, but we actually have it in the duct system that's used to cool the home in the in the summertime. So what we do is we actually turn on the fan for the air conditioner in the middle of the winter to circulate some of the air through and clean it. That's how Probably efficient it is. I'm glad I called. I called the right people then to set me straight because I didn't order one of those off the television until I talked to you guys. I appreciate your show, show and enjoy it very much. Thank you. You're welcome, William. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. If you want more information on uh, that April Air unit, you can go to their website at aprilair.com. It's aprilaire.com. So what do you do when you have to cut back branches that are too thick for pruning shears and too small for that big old chainsaw? You can use this new cool tool that we were talking about early in the show that combines the best of both. It's called the Alligator Lopper. It's made by Black & Decker. And joining us is one of the pros from B&D to tell us how they came up with this pretty cool tool next. portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at faucetcoach.com. Welcome back to this hour of the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, waiting for your calls about your home improvement projects. And if you're enjoying the wonderful weather in different parts of the country are having right now, you might be thinking about getting outside and perhaps doing some of that pre-summer cleanup of all of the sticks and twigs and 
branches and trees around your house that have just sort of aged and got sort of saggy, I guess is a good word, <laughs> over the uh, over the long, cold winter. And we like to talk about new products that can help you do these jobs uh, on this program. And there's a very, very cool one out right now from Black & Decker. It's called the Alligator Lopper. And you know what? It's really hard to explain what this is on the radio. So we've turned <laughs> you gotta to see the, it. <laughs> you gotta see it. So you need to go to our website at moneypit.com and check it out because it's in the cool product section. But we're gonna try because it is really an impressive cool tool. With us to talk about that is Monica Portman. She's the senior product manager for Black and Decker. And I guess Monica, this thing is your baby, huh? It definitely is. Well let's describe it for the audience. Now we all know what a lopper is. That's that hand tool with the two long wooden handles and the the sort of the scissor tip at the top and use it for branches that are maybe anywhere from a half inch to an inch thick. You guys have kind of taken two tools and joined them into one. You've taken a chainsaw and a lopper and put them together. How did you come up with It's this? like a scissor chainsaw. Yeah, it's like a scissor chainsaw. Uh, well, we basically came up with the idea uh, based off of some research that we did on what people are using, what, what tools are people using to cut up logs and branches, and we asked them what are their frustrations about those tools? And, um, you know, between people using chainsaws and people using the manual loppers, we took, you know, people's frustrations and what people like, and we came up with the alligator lopper. Well, and I know with the chainsaw, if you try to cut any smaller branches or twigs, as soon as you get near them, they start vibrating like crazy, and you can't yeah, even chatter. cut them. They yes. chatter, right? Yes, and that's the beautiful thing about uh, the clamping jaws is that it'll actually hold those branches intact so they don't move and chatter or slip on you while you're cutting them. And what about from a safety perspective? I know when I look at a chainsaw, I get a little bit wigged out. I'm afraid the blade is moving. It's, you know, I'm a little nervous with the chain operating so openly. This protects it. Does that make people feel a little bit more confident, you're finding? Yes, it makes people feel a lot more safe because that chain isn't open, as you had mentioned. Um, and with the claws or the the jaws actually clamping onto the branches, um, there's no need to hold the logs or branches. Your hands aren't near the chain. And the fact that there's two switches that need to be engaged before the unit will start up makes people feel a lot more comfortable um, in knowing that they're not going to accidentally start up their tool when they're not expecting it. Yeah, what's cool about the handles of this lopper is there actually is a trigger in each handle. So your hands are well away from the blade, and they actually have to have two hands on two switches. So you can't possibly have a hand in the way of where this blade is cutting. And what's also cool about this is with most loppers, as I said before, you can only do small branches. You can actually cut a branch up to four inches thick with this thing. That's right. And up to really tiny as well, correct? Yes, it'll do any diameter up to four inches. Well, it's a pretty cool tool, and it's very uh, ideal, it seems to me, for cleaning that brush and uh, sprucing up the trees and, and even doing some bigger work. I'll tell you, we had a tree. You guys sent me one of these, and, and we had a tree that blew down in the last storm in my backyard. And so I ran my extension cord out there, and I was able to cut all of the branches off the side of the main trunk with the lopper before I got to the really big heavy stuff that I went and turned to the regular chainsaw for. So it actually saved a lot of work. Normally, I would have been, uh, you know, chopping at that chattering branch with the chainsaw, and I felt a lot more secure using this alligator lopper. That's fantastic. Monica Portman, Senior Product Manager with for Black & Decker, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. And again, folks, if you want to check this out, go to our website at moneypit.com. Click on Cool Products. It's right there. And, of course, you can also look at the Black & Decker website at blackanddecker.com. 
Well, Leslie, as a father of three, it's definitely one of our biggest fears, drowning. It's the number one cause of death for small children. So up next, we're going to teach you how to protect your kids from the dangers of drowning. I am always looking for a smart buy. That's why I'm so impressed with Pella Impervia Replacement Windows and Patio Doors. They're made from a fiberglass composite called Duracast. It's the strongest, most durable material available in windows and patio doors. It won't warp, sag, or crack in extreme temperatures. And it looks like painted wood, too. Best of all, Pella Impervia windows and patio doors are a strong value. You get quality Pella craftsmanship at a price to fit most any budget. For a free in-home consultation, call 800-944-6700. That's 800-944-6700. Oh, honey, the heat ruined my hairdo. Not the heat, it's the humidity. Not my scrap book, too. These pages are soggy. Not the heat, it's the humidity. But we have central air. I turned it up so high, I'm freezing. Why do I still feel so clammy? Why does everything smell musty in this hot weather? Not the heat, it's the humidity. He's right, it's the humidity that adds the swelter to steamy summer heat. What can you do about it? Remove it with an April Air whole home dehumidifier. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Visit AprilAir.com. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly, mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor Plus from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper face drywall, Dens Armor Plus has glass mat facings on both sides. And no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor Plus. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools, and you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Pit is sponsored by the Home Depot. You can do it. We can help. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, Leslie, every year close to three hundred children drown in swimming pools. Often, believe it or not, in their very own backyard. It's a scary thought. It really is. Children under five are the most at risk. And the most important thing to remember is that a drowning can happen suddenly and quickly and silently. In fact, it can happen in the time it takes to answer a phone. Most kids who are drowned weren't even anywhere near the pool when they were last seen by their parent. Well, properly designed pool fencing is the best way to keep small children from dangers of drowning. Fence height should be at least 48 inches and spacing between chain links should be only one and a quarter inches to prevent climbers from getting a toehold. And most importantly, be sure all fences have self-closing hinges to prevent gates from accidentally being left open. It's very important. 
888-666-3974 is the telephone number. Moneypit.com is the website. And we're giving away a set of three bionic wrenches today from Loggerhead Tools. And the bionic wrenches are really cool because they combine the way a wrench works and the way pliers work. They grip the bolts and the screws all the way around and squeeze tight so you've got the best leverage while you're working on your project. And the set of three is worth about 100 bucks and will fit about 38 different size fasteners. So it's just about great for any project you're working on. So call in now and it could be yours for free. 888-666-3974. Debbie in Michigan has a problem. How to hang a heavy clock. How can we help you? What's going on? I got a clock as a gift. It's one of the pendulum clocks. It's like a wall clock, like the like a grandfather clock. And I haven't hung it yet, and I just want to know the best way to hang it so I it won't fall off the wall. Well, does it have a does it have a wire across the back? Does it have like a keyhole slot? What's the what's it look like on the back? It has. It She's looks like, like I never a looked on it. Keyhole. <laughs> okay, well. The best way to hang that, Debbie... Wait, what's your wall surface? What's your walls made out of? It's just drywall. Drywall. Easy Mm -hmm. peasy. All right. The best thing to do is to see if you can get into a stud. All right. Now, you can easily find a stud... So grab your husband. (laughs) (laughs) You can find a stud with an electronic stud finder. Stud finder. Um, or you can use the trusty knuckle method and tap on the wall. Yeah, but sometimes they all it all sounds the same sometimes. So I trust a so. stud finder. Yeah. I mean, you oh. and I know it, but some when I didn't know what I was listening for, I was like, oh, knock, 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 <laughs> knock, knock. Yeah, then you put a lot of holes in your wall. <laughs> but really, if you, if you can find the stud and if that happens to work out, that is absolutely the best way to hang it because drywall is just not that strong. It's plaster and paper, and you know there are different types of fasteners that you can use to affix to drywall, but drywall is drywall is drywall, and you know it's still not going to be as strong. Um, if you had to use drywall, then I probably would suggest a toggle bolt with um, basically a hook on the end of it, so you're attaching a piece of hardware to the wall on top of which you hang the clock. But the best thing to do is simply to go right in to the stud. I would use a uh, probably a, a two to th- probably a two and a half to three inch drywall screw that was Make drilled. sure the head fits into that key slot before okay. you go and attach it to the wall. Uh, and then drywall screw. Hang okay. it, screw it right in there and hang it right up. That's Set the if clock. you're going into the stud. Only if you're in the stud. That's right. Well, thank you very much. Well, you're welcome, Debbie. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Marie in Florida finds the money pit on WWBA, and you've got a question about a big porch. Yes. How can we help? I have this big porch, and it's like the whole, almost the whole length of the of the uh, back of the house, and it's kind of getting old, and um, it's kind of like I don't use it because either too it's too hot or it's too cold, and I'm thinking, what should I do? Maybe you could give me some advice. And this, like the screens are kind of getting a little deteriorating, and I thought, well, um, shall I maybe put glass, or I don't want to make the taxes go up, and so I, and I just thought maybe you could. So you want some redecorating advice for your porch? Is that what you're saying, Marie? Exactly. All right. <laughs> Well, Leslie, what do you think? Um, first of all, a big porch is a rarity, so I yeah, would encourage you to preserve it. Yeah, a big porch sounds wonderful. Doesn't it? And, you know, it, it goes off the living room, and it goes off the kitchen, and then even the bedroom. So it's, I mean, it's really long, and 
Well, Maria, I think there's a couple of things you can do. You might want to, in the area where you have screens, and you say the screens are coming out a little bit, maybe you want to get somebody to rebuild those frames for the screens so that they put nice, fresh screening on there and then make it so that that panel with the screens on it is able to be removed. So maybe there's just sort of nailers or supports that go on the inside or the outside that are removable. So you can take that screen away and maybe even have a framed piece of glass. So if the weather turns and you want to make it more of an indoor room, you can pop those pieces of glass in there as well. Or just keep it strictly screened in. And then Tom and I always recommend something that's really interesting. And it's a heated fan, which is a ceiling fan that heats and cools. And it's great for exactly this type of application, like a covered porch, because you can turn it on and control the heating thermostat and make it as warm under there as you like, or even use it as a straight cooling fan. So that will extend your usage of that area a lot. Okay, and it's a heating fan? I never heard of it. But that yeah, was- it's called a Riker Room Conditioner, R-E-I-K-E-R, and it's basically a ceiling fan that also has heating coils in it. So it can cool you in the summer, and then the heating coils can be flipped on, and it'll blow warm air down in the winter or in the cooler months. So it's a nice way to get a little extra uh, space, a little extra comfortable time out of that porch when it just starts to cool off a bit. That sounds good, too. Okay, Marie? Your help. Enjoy that porch. Okay, I will. (laughs) Thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Donna in Florida has been neglecting your tile work. What's going on? Well, not really neglecting. We just moved in here, and this is... Um, Somebody else was neglecting it, huh? Yes, badly. <laughs> we and love the, it. The, uh, the, the grout has been uh, badly neglected. It's kind of a light putty in the clean areas, but uh, for the most part, it's very dirty and grungy, and we would like to know the best way to clean it without, you know, messing it up to where we have to reseal it and everything. Do you have a bird? What's going on over there? Yeah, I do. I have seven birds. Oh, man. (laughs) Are they talkers? I have an Amazon that's quite a talker. They're so funny. And when they learn to talk, they actually start speaking in the same exact voice as whoever they've picked it up from. Yeah, pretty much. She does sound a lot like me. That is so funny. So you're pretty sure that the grout is just dirty. It's not like we need to scrape it out and start all over. Um, I don't think so. It's just dirty because the few places my husband has cleaned, um, he got some stuff called crud cutter. Right, that's pretty good stuff. And actually we got it to get the tile. Well, they painted the woodwork and got it on the tile. (laughs) So he's using that all the way around the house. Right. The paint off the floor. And he, he tried it on the tile, and it actually works pretty well. But to do the whole house with that would be a mess. I mean, I don't think he could do it with the – it's a spray bottle of, you know, stuff. So Well, there's usually two levels of, uh, of a grout cleaner. There's grout cleaner and there's grout stripper. Grout stripper is a lot tougher than grout cleaner. And you can buy both in the home centers and, and really – um, trying to get that grout clean is a big job, but, I mean, the idea here would be to mix it up and do it once. Someone told him not to try to mop, like when he put something on there, not to try and mop it up because all it did was move the dirt around and put it back into the tile. And they told him to use a wet dry vac. Well, I wouldn't suck the excess cleaner up because you don't know what's in there. And, and it a, could a wet be dry volatile. Vac, yeah, it could be volatile, exactly. So I wouldn't do that. But I think if you use a lot of fresh water, then that shouldn't be an issue. So any kind of um, of the stuff you buy in the home? The grout strippers, I think, is better than a grout cleaner. Okay, 
grouch okay. ripper. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, Leslie, coming up next, one listener feels like she's smack dab in the middle of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. You remember the one called The Birds? Mm, it still freaks me out. Still yeah, afraid of birds. Definitely. Well, we're going to help her figure out why her home is actually under attack from birds and figure out how her story can end differently than that one that was in Hitchcock's, which I don't think worked out too well for the people of that small town. Yeah, it doesn't usually fare well. Come, Tom and Leslie, on the Money Pit Radio Show. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by Ryobi, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. Ryobi Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. But if you can't pick up the phone right now, perhaps you're driving, perhaps you're busy, perhaps the kids are screaming for whatever reason. <laughs> remember this. You can log on to MoneyPit.com and you can click on Ask Tom and Leslie and you can shoot us an email question. We will do our best to get back to you. And many are chosen for this edition of the Money Pit, which is the email edition. All right. Well, Kathy from Indianapolis, Indiana writes, how can you stop birds from constantly running into your storm door, <laughs> into your window, and windows hurting themselves and leaving bird droppings all over the place? At least she's concerned. She wants the birds to not hurt themselves. So what can she do? And why are they doing this? Why do they want to climb into her house so much? Well, Kathy, to, to tell you the truth, we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to the pros on this, the folks at www.wildlifehotline.org. And it turns out that male birds commonly attack windows during the mating season. Now, you have to wonder what they're seeing on the other side of that window or door. <laughs> Maybe they think Kathy's attractive. I'm sure she's a good-looking lady. Perhaps they do. But the, the folks there at the Wildlife Hotline tell us that the bird wrongly assumes that his own reflection is a rival bird <laughs> in his territory. That nasty bird, he looks just like me, and he's here There's to take guy, over my and territory. And he looks just like me. And if we both look the same, how are we going to get the girl birds? That's right. So we'll fix that. How well, you can funny. actually prevent this problem from happening and probably save a bird from a bruised beak by hanging, temporarily hanging squares of aluminum foil outside the window to sort of break up the reflection. Or you could put post-it notes <laughs> all over the inside of the windows. Now, who would have thought... That when 3M invented Post-it notes, that would have it would have an an, an impact on saving a few wild birds. So out there. when my husband and I were on vacation, we were staying at this sort of apartment that had this terrace that opened up, and there were always pigeons on the balcony. And we woke up one morning, and we open up the door, and we're brushing our teeth in the bathroom, and I hear, and I'm like, maybe I should close that door. And we go in, and there's pigeons all over the living room. <laughs> now, how about that, Kathy? Well, the heat of the summer and the heat that it brings to our attics and our roofs and our homes is just around the corner. So a lot of people might be thinking about installing attic exhaust fans. But you know what? It's not all that it's cracked up to be. There are some specific things you need to know before you do that. And that is the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. So the question is, when shouldn't you have an attic exhaust fan in your home? And the answer is, when properly used, attic exhaust fans can help reduce your energy costs. Great. But not if you have central air conditioning, folks. Even though attic fans remove the hot air from the attic, they don't just stop there. They go on and suck up all that expensively cooled air from the rest of the house and then go ahead and just blow it outside. Might as well just cool the outside. 
seems good if you're going to sit outside and have a nice barbecue dinner and cool yourselves out there, but you're wasting your money, folks. So if you've got central air, just say no to attic exhaust fans. Yeah, you're and much that's better my public off. service announcement. <laughs> that's right. You're much better off with passive vents, ridge vents, and soffit vents than a powerful attic exhaust fan. You know, if you ever wonder how strong those things are, if you have one turned on in your house, you can actually feel the cold air being sucked like through the outlet. Oh, all around you. It's amazing. Cabin. Yeah, it really does a, a job of stealing a lot of air conditioning. So not just a very good idea. Well, coming up next week on The Money Pit, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Not true. We're going <laughs> to rat them out. We're going to tell you the secrets because we're going to blow the lid off an industry secret, and that is the annual event in Sin City. It's the National Hardware Show. Oh, and I'm sorry, guys. The show is for insiders only. Regular folks just can't attend. But we can, and we're going to tell you what's new in tools and products for your home, and that's all happening next week on The Money Pit from Vegas, baby. 888-666-3974. The website is moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.